Welcome to Lead Today with me, Kalina. Let's talk leadership. All right, welcome to another episode of the show. I love being here with you, and if you love listening, then please like, subscribe, review, share this with someone who would benefit. It is literally what keeps this show going and growing, so I appreciate it. Today, I want to dive into a little bit about food, and what's really interesting is in my travels over the course of the past, man, eight years or so, (laughs) been traveling for a while, uh, and what I've realized is that the standards are very different in terms of what's allowed in food, and of course we all have seen the rise of processed products and is more processing being done to food and it's very interesting to see when I'm in the United States versus countries in Europe like Switzerland or Croatia or in Canada or in Brazil just the differences in what's added to food products and what's allowed and I think that it can be really dare I say sneaky because it can even be the same brand and product for example family favorite In most restaurants and kitchens, Heinz ketchup. Heinz has corn syrup in it, high fructose corn syrup, and a variety that doesn't have it, but it has a version. The regular version in the United States has corn syrup, and that's not in the ketchup you find in Switzerland, not in the ketchup you find in Canada. So just a small example to really showcase this, and I think that's why making decisions that are best for your body are just taking more of an intentional approach than it might have, you know, let's say 50 years ago. So one piece of advice that I really love, I got a couple years ago and I think is brilliant, shop on the outer edges of the store. So when you're in any kind of grocery store, like obviously there's some things in aisles you're just going to need, but the general rule of thumb is all the things on the back exterior walls we're talking Um, you know, produce, meats, eggs, it's like the staples, they're all on the outer walls. That was something that's interesting in the way that they do store design. Um, A couple of concerning ingredients to look out for, these are in both vegan, vegetarian, and just regular products. One being, and it's often in almond milk, I know a lot of brands are going away from it, but you'd be surprised, it's in Ben and Jerry's ice cream. You'll find it lurking in random places. It's carrageenan, carrageenan, depending on how you um, look at it. And so it's actually made from parts of various seaweeds, apparently. Um, The problem is that there's actually a look into it. Because it thickens foods, there's a whole discussion happening about how it actually shifts the way that our body um, processes sugars and it can cause insulin spikes and there's some research around bloating, inflammation, digestive problems and also insulin dysregulation. Um, so you'd look out for it in nut milks, yogurts, ice cream. The, I think the intention is good but I mean this has even been featured in you know Dr. Oz and I'll post to some of the sources that talk about this but it's it's got an, it, people have issues with it in the intestines and 
it can really lead to a destabilization of your blood sugar. So, and, and uh, an immune system response as well, which if you have any autoimmune conditions, which is your body attacking itself, then, you know, we don't want substances that, of course, are leading to a leaky gut. And we're all hearing about the importance of the gut and gut health and probiotics. And, you know, like, I feel like this is the dialogue that's up these days. But, you know, a well-intentioned purchase has these additives. And I think if I could give an over overarching rule of thumb here that I've been adhering to not perfectly but my rule of thumb what I have come to deduce after doing research and there are a couple of people um, online that I'll link to that I think do a great job of explaining different ingredients for me if it's if I look at it and it's right now I'm looking at honey so I've got Florida honey raw and unfiltered and literally the ingredients are well, ingredient is raw honey, right? So I know what that is. And I know that people have said that and it's sort of, well, some, my husband would say this actually. Okay, but some chemical ingredients are fine. Like just because it's a chemical or just because you don't know what the ingredient is doesn't mean it's bad for you. Yes, agreed. I'm not here to debate that both my scientific knowledge of ingredients is limited and that um, chemical substances can be potentially either neutral or beneficial. That's fine. All I'm saying is I find that I get overwhelmed in a grocery store and what's working for me, what's making it simpler and what I feel good eating. So not just, okay, here's this like random abstract philosophy that she's going to simplify everything with no rhyme or reason. No, there, it. I feel better. I'm less bloated. I have less. Um, I, I was having sort of even to the point of um, like feeling lightheaded or sort of like out of it at times it kind of like you know I, I guess it's sort of that turkey coma like after Thanksgiving dinner I was feeling that after certain carbs and things like I was just so tired Phen it was a phenomenal it was so tired and just out of it woozy drunk feeling and what I've come to realize is that a lot of that has to do with insulin and your insulin spiking and so carbs are a big thing what kind of carbs depends on you what I've found is um, sweet potatoes are probably the closest, the best thing that I can do. Um, maybe some oats, like just very basic oats. Uh, and honey does seem to be fine, which is very interesting, right? Because it is sweet. So not, not foolproof and not here to, I guess, espouse any sort of eating philosophy in terms of, okay, should we be vegan or vegetarian or carnivore? Or, you know, I've, I've literally tried the gamut, actually. And what I've realized is that for me, what's working is going back to basics. What is it that my great-grandmother would have been eating? What was available readily 100 years ago for humans to eat? And that's been a really interesting question. And when I go to the grocery store, which I did today, it's all around the periphery. It's eggs, it's yogurt, it's milk. It's, and hold on. <laughs> certain kinds of milk. This is a whole discussion that could be had. So many different things being added to milk, depending on the brand. Um, I would heavily caution to look at the ingredients. A lot of times, because they're being ultra pasteurized, the heat is so high that all of the natural bacteria that would normally help your body digest a great dairy product is being heated out of the equation in, in order to help you 
is the justification, but I think we're removing something of value. Not to say that you shouldn't heat milk, but actually low temper pasteurized is an option. What's interesting is in Europe you can find raw, low temperature, high temperature pasteurized milks, real cow milk, and interestingly enough, I have way less issues if it's raw milk. So hugely contentious topic. Never thought, you know, I'd be on a podcast talking about cow's milk, but it's illegal in Canada to produce raw cow milk for human consumption. Many states in the U.S. illegal. Europe depends where. There are farms, like in Switzerland, of course. It's literally the, what you would picture of Switzerland. You can go to a farm and fill up a, a container. It's brilliant. But no matter where you stand on the dairy discussion, I think the theme here is what's in this is it the raw natural product or the whole natural product or has it been altered in some way and if so how and why and is my body responding well to it or not i've never liked eggplant i'll say it never liked eggplant not my thing there's a reason i don't do super well on nightshades i know it's a thing never realized it i can't eat peppers not sure as a kid parents would force me i'd get like redness face chest and yes, my skin is extremely sensitive, so if you're not somebody that reacts to things via skin, it could be coming up as digestive or other manifestations in the body or mind. Brain fog is real, and there's a huge brain-gut connection, so pay attention. And it's funny because you will notice it within, I'd say an hour, hour to two hours of eating. Like, you'll notice it, right, if it's working for you or not. Um, a big one that everybody's talking about these days, but partially hydrogenated vegetable oil, pretty much any vegetable oil. Um, the challenge is that the process of creating this artificial type of fat is by forcing hydrogen gas into the vegetable fats. And apparently that makes it very unstable and it's very dangerous and it's not a good additive. It's very cheap but it stays fresh for a long time. Lots of restaurants are cooking with this stuff. I went to a decently fancy steakhouse and was thinking, oh, I'm going to get a great steak. This is going to be awesome. And I was eating by where they prepare it. It's actually a beautiful experience. But they're cooking everything with vegetable oil. Doused the steaks, any of the sides, it's all doused in vegetable oils. So especially important when you're eating out. And this is meant to be, and I'm sure there are different views on this, but from what I've read so far very inflammatory, could be the source of some of your gut and health issues. Uh, and there are studies confirming that food additives, especially colorings and things, can create those allergic reactions, as I said. Also, um, the risks of kidney and intestinal tumors. Inflammatory. EU countries do ban the use of something like yellow number five, yellow number six, some of the reds. Some of them are okay. It depends what it's made of, but there is a lot of discussion in the food space because the United States is so lax on regulations with things that are added. Um, something else to consider is sodium phosphate. I'll put the article into the show notes so that you have sort of all of them. Um, another one is evaporated cane juice. Another reason, another one that's similar to what I had said before, just it's increasing sugar and sugar with an increase in sugar comes obesity, heart disease, bad cholesterol, type 2 diabetes. We all know sugar, or I think it's becoming more pervasively known that sugar is not ideal. So when they're adding these types of things, 
I think it's just something to look look at. Another one, monosodium glutamate. Um, that one is linked to muscle weakness, headaches, nausea. That's MSG. Everybody, I think, has heard of that one. And they would say that a lot of products don't have it anymore, but they do. We talked about high fructose corn syrup. And also BHT, which is a preservative, usually in the U.S. Haven't seen it much in other places, but something to note because um, it's also used in jet fuels and uh, rubber petroleum products, embalming fluid, interestingly, um, and it can cause liver damage, harmful to aquatic organisms, not ideal. Um, polysorbates. Their preservatives as well can cause issues in people. Propylene glycol can cause issues. Um, but as I've said, even red bell peppers, I've had an issue with red bell peppers. So it just depends on your body. And I think it's about looking at, okay, what is it that potentially when you eat it makes you feel sluggish and down? There's a reason you feel sluggish, down, brain fog, hot. Sometimes I get hot cheeks, right? There are things that sort of, after you eat, being mindful of that, I think is going to be your and, and has been my best indicator. And I think if we're going to go for, again, that overarching theme, what I'd love to leave you with, other than links, which I will post in the show notes for you to actually look through some some different profiles online of women that are really sharing about this in a very educated manner. Ooh, another one that I don't want to sign off. <laughs> I don't want to sign off without talking about um, natural flavors. So they say natural flavors, but actually it can be with hydrolyzed wheat or hydrolyzed milk. Um, there's, there's a whole discussion around it with, uh, McDonald's, actually their French fries, um, because they had a lawsuit around it, them being vegetarian, but they weren't because the vegetable oil was enhanced with this beef flavor. Um, and there's just a lot going on because there's a roasting heating of these extracts that create the flavoring. And I think what I've learned in my research is that the heating of these substances is what unstabilizes them and what makes them problematic. So the heating of some of this stuff is really to blame, if that makes sense. And I think um, I'd also be remiss if I didn't mention a couple of other, other arenas where we really need to look out for this if you're not already. And it's funny because I think people know this or think of it or kind of hear about it, but then you look at their cosmetics, you look at the supplements they take, and they're not necessarily adhering to what they know to be true. And so this is my urge to you to really look at what it is you're consuming. And that's your shampoo. That's your toothpaste. Two really easy switches. Just even if you don't want to switch the one you're using right now, like look at it. Do you not know the ingredients? Even in Whole Foods, I had a huge challenge in Whole Foods to try and find shampoo and conditioner where I knew what the ingredients were. I've actually started making my own face cleanser slash moisturizer because my face is incredibly sensitive. I can deal with a lot of lotions on my skin, on my body, but not on my face. Interestingly enough for myself, as I said, I'm sensitive. Um, but a lot of these lotions, even sunscreens, any beauty product, makeup, hair gel, hair like shampoo, hair products, all of it uh, is hugely important to consider because your skin absorbs so much of whatever you put on it. It's the largest, largest organ, so definitely something to consider. And even if you are living in Europe... Thanks to you for listening, by the way. But if you are in Europe, the, their regulations are better, but it's still not perfect. 
So I would really recommend to just take a look at the back of that bottle and see, do I know what this is? What is it that I do know and don't know? Is any of this alarming? There is the Environmental Working Group, I'll put a link to that, where they specialize in advocacy for different toxic chemicals and pollutants. And so you can look up any, they have a mobile app, you can look up any um, product whatsoever, which I think is really useful. So you can look up any product that you like and it'll tell you the toxicity, if it's if it's going to disrupt your hormones. A lot of these things are preservatives because they're preserving a product or they're anti-caking agents or they strengthen the product. Um, and so it's interesting because the counter argument is, well, there are restrictions on how much can be used in foods. You know, it needs to be in safe limits, but you're not just eating that one donut, right? And you're certainly not just eating that one muffin or thing over the course of months, years. So this is like a compounding problem. It's not that you one time went and ate something packaged and now the world is ending. No, it's it's in everything in small doses. And so when it's in everything in small doses, it's problematic. BHT, as I mentioned before, that's hidden in desserts, dry yeast, beverages, dressings, mayo, sauces, sandwich spreads, lots of potato items like potato flakes, potato granules. Uh, you are just inundated especially with takeout food and I get it we all eat out so that's why I'm trying to bring just a bit of consciousness around this in your day if you're not already and and just give you a few quick tips on where this stuff is lurking and I know that my sentiment around this was wow this is overwhelming how am I going to eat anything ever again you're telling me that I can't eat out, I can't use my beauty products, I can't clean... Oh, another one, cleaning products, big, like super, super intense ingredients. Even the ones that are labeled as healthy or labeled or they have the clear packaging. Marketers are geniuses, please. They're so brilliant. They put the right coloring and they make the bottle transparent. And so it's not like that radioactive blue color that Windex is, so you think you're safe. Just because it's clear does not mean it's safe. Read, read, read is like the name of the game on this one. And if you don't know, then don't buy it. <laughs> you know, find an alternative. There's so many, even smaller businesses that are really taking this on. Or make it yourself. Like, talk about the markup on some of these natural products. Huge, right? I mean, go buy yourself vinegar, lemon juice, put some water and make make a cleaner yourself, right? Like, not that big. If you're going to put one bottle into a spray bottle and use that, it's the same thing as combining a couple ingredients. So whether you're going to, you know, DIY and get that thing going on your own or buy a more natural product, all the power to you. Just watch what you're putting on your body, in your body, around your body. Air fresheners have been hugely, and that includes candles, like anything bed, I can't even, (laughs) bed, bath, body, body, bath, bed, bed, bath, and body works. Yes. Anything from there like artificial scents, artificial ingredients, and hugely endocrine disrupting can cause issues in the, the thyroid and, and the whole endocrine system. So please, any if you like the scented candles, I know I love them too, but really watch out because it's not just, okay, soy wick and make sure. Like your air quality in your house is huge and this might seem like, oh, I gotta change my whole life. And it's like, yeah, maybe, but maybe one thing at a time. <laughs> Maybe one area at a time. Maybe just the next time you go grocery shopping or the next time you go and buy makeup or those types of products. The next time you buy cleaning products. The next time you go to Bed Bath Body Works, maybe you don't go <laughs> because I haven't seen a single product from there actually. Not to bash them too hard, but 
what you have around your body, what you're inhaling, what you put on your skin, what's going in your body, what's around, laundry detergent, huge, 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 I mean, it's against your skin, right? Clothes, we know this. But really looking into anything that's around us because there are actually cost-friendly options, but we really need to look for them and they're often not in you know, your neighborhood Walmart, unfortunately. So being a bit of a discerning consumer, and I know that we're all leveling up our game to be, and sometimes that's exhausting. So I will post that EWG app, which is a real help. I think if you want to quickly scan an item, you can, I believe, I'm pretty sure you can scan items in there. So that should be hugely helpful when you go about making these swaps. And I really hope you found this informative. It, It really makes me passionate because I go grocery shopping now and it's like steak, milk, honey, apples, bananas, papaya, oats, sweet potatoes. Like they're whole food items. It's not boxed, packaged, 30, 50 ingredients. Um, And I think that's the name of the game. So if you found this valuable, please do like, share, subscribe. Give this to somebody that you think could use a boost in this arena to take care of themselves and their families because we're all doing the best we can and sometimes we're just tired (laughs) we just don't look into it but i assure you a little bit of this little bit of that making those small changes in this arena i have felt personally 10 times better just in a couple days a couple hours even depending on what meal i have or if there's a scented candle around it's astounding how quickly our bodies do take this in and respond so i hope you found this helpful i look forward to seeing you again and thank you so much for tuning in to listen to the show